What is up, you guys? Welcome to Mindset Sessions by Off The Wall Therapy. I am Brock Eisman, and I am stoked to give you guys a look into the sport and performance psychology world. I am here to help you create tools and optimize your potential. Let's get it. What's up, you guys? All right, so for those of you who don't know, my name is Brock, and I have Grizz here with me. Say hey, everybody. Grizz. How's it going? Awesome. I am really glad that you guys are listening to the podcast today because we are doing performance and brain, and for those of you who have listened last week or the week before that, we originally called it SMB for sport and brain, but we are adjusting it to performance and brain because... Really what I want to be able to hit on for the research that's out there, all pertaining to performance rather than just sport, okay? And we can obviously still hit on as much sport as possible, um, but we're going to be doing performance. So now it's called PMB. For those of you who haven't listened to the podcast, basically the first 10 episodes that we did, they were all kind of like the standard, kind of like my philosophy when it comes to sports psychology, performance psychology as a whole. Now we're going into three different segments that we are doing on the podcast from here on out. And these three segments are performance and brain, which is basically research studies that we'll go over and you guys will get information from those. And then we're going to do Q and A, which is questions and answers. And you guys can send in questions to those. We just did that last week. Um, Grizz, what's the email that they can send that to you? Brock at offthewalltherapy.com. All right, perfect. So that would be Q&A. And then the third variation of the podcast is going to be interviews. And in those interviews, I will, it's pretty much like any interview you've ever listened to on a podcast. Um, pretty self-explanatory, but we'll definitely get some interesting people on there. So we have three different variations. That's PMB, new name, performance and brain. And then we have Q&A and then interviews. Okay. So that being said, today we are doing performance and brain and we have four research studies that we're going to be going over and you guys are going to listen and hopefully learn something. Okay. So that being said, Grizz, what's the joke of the day? Joke of the day. Um, why did the coach cross the road? The football coach cross the road. What did the football coach cross the road? Yeah. To get his quarterback. <laughs> I have he heard that. I have his, heard that he one. Lost his quarter. I have heard that one. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Bad. I like good. Bad. <laughs> okay. Sweet. All right. What's the first uh, study that we're going over today? Okay. So the first study for today is the the study the role of social support in men's mental health by Doctor uh, y- Yael. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yael Perry. Yeah. I mean, even if you aren't, it's okay to just say that. We're pronouncing your name wrong. Sorry. Sorry. Yale Perry, Yael Perry. Um, I want to, I also want to add that the research studies that we're going over, June is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. And I want to pertain all of these research studies specifically towards that. So the studies today are going to be going over Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. Okay. And we're going to be talking about mental health as men. 
Okay. So the very first one, role of social support in men's mental health. This, uh, this study basically explored the relationship between social support and men's mental health outcomes. So the researchers, they, they aimed to understand how social connections and supportive relationships contribute to the well-being of men. All right, so they basically found that the stronger social support connections that men made exhibited better mental health outcomes um, as opposed to obviously having a limited amount of support for that. Mm-hmm. And you've seen that in your life. I've seen that in my life. Right. Your social connections are huge. Right? Yeah. Um, but also regarding this research study, kind of diving further into the research study, um, how they measured the research study was they focused on emotional support, um, instrumental support, uh, informational support. Informational support is kind of like uh, provision of advice or information, right? And appraisal support, which was like feedback and evaluation. And the presence of uh, those forms of support, they found that it positively influenced men's well-being. So kind of breaking this whole research study down social support is huge right and there's a stigma when it comes to men's mental health about social support and about having really good relationships um we absolutely need to break that stigma when it comes to men and i think it's really important and even if you're a strong man say like you're an alpha male there's such a really negative stigma to having like a strong supportive system because you're you're self-reliant you know you always have to be the guy on top taking care of everything you never really have to worry about yourself and even being a father for most men that's that's kind of the the stigma that we have to stop breaking like you you have to start thinking um my my emotional self my feelings like the things that i have inside of me they are real um and they're really important as well and it's not a weakness you know because so many men find it as a weakness to be able to hash out their feelings and emotions. And I've said this on the podcast before, but your feelings and emotions, they are beautiful things. They make you who you are. Um, you have to handle them in the right place at the right time. You don't have to be emotional. You don't have to be um, very like in- engaged with your feelings all the time. But there are situations and there are places that you do have to deal with them. And you do have to figure them out. Because if you can't, then you're not you're not a complete man. You can't pour into other people, your family, your friends, your your wife, people around you, unless you understand that your emotions and your feelings, they they are important, but in the right place. I want you guys to understand that. Because we do have to be able to make decisions and we have to make clear decisions based on performance without our emotions and without our feelings. But we also have to handle them in the correct setting. And the correct setting could simply be like coming and doing a session with a like a therapist or maybe a performance coach or your business coach or one of your really good friends or a parent right or possibly even like someone really close to you like a like a friend right and I actually talked about that two episodes ago when I talked about having a support team you know like having a team a team of people around you and like here at at this facility that where my office is like athletes they have a team they have a physical therapist they have their pitching coach they have their hitting coach they have um literally sports psychologists they have all of these different people a part of their team right so you need a team and as a man having a team 
for supporting you and like a social team that's really really important you know having a good group of friends having a family that you can go and talk to like all of that and if you don't have that you can go and find it in different areas right Mm -hmm. i would say to interrupt you really quick that's that's why uh, a small example is off the grid that's why brock created uh and I'm, i'm sure there's there's plenty more variations of things like off the grid but brock created off the grid to to tighten relationships between men even if it's for a weekend for men to get together and to bond and to find out oh shoot we all go through stuff and we all need each other um and it builds big relationships and he always says um iron sharpens iron yeah Yeah. responsible and this is another thing responsible men in turn create responsible men and that is huge because if you're looking at society as a whole um is there a lot of really responsible men especially like when you look at social media or you look at the news like are there a lot of really responsible men out there not really. I mean, there's there's a few billion men, but... <laughs> there's uh, a lot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, the whole thing, like, responsible men in turn create responsible men. We just got to create more responsible men, yeah. you know? It's few and far between, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but back to the research study. So, the biggest takeaway from this research study that I see is support groups, peer networks, community-based programs, they all provide opportunities for men to connect, right? Share experiences and really give you or give men um, support from one another, right? So that's what they found, and that's what I think is the biggest thing with that study. So yeah, second study. Let's go to the second study. Perfect. So the second study is male depression and suicide in a neglected terrain by Dr. John O'Leaf and Dr. John Organit. Those are hard. Yeah, yeah, those are that, hard ones. That guy is probably from so Dr. John O'Leaf and Dr. John Elgridunskyuk. We're, we're just going to call them both Dr. John O. Yeah, just going to butcher their names. Yeah. Um, okay, so this one, I, I really wanted to throw a research study in here, obviously, that talked about some real stuff, you know, and this is real talk. So, male depression and suicide. This is an insanely high number comparatively to females and the main reason why is like i said with the stigma the stigma is to be a strong man you have to be able to be self-reliant and that that is that is the main issue here you know like men don't seek help they don't realize that they need help uh, as soon as say someone who's a little bit more in touch with this side And most men, most strong men are like, no, I can handle this. I can do this. I can get through this. Um, We got to be able to break that, that stigma. And I don't really like the word stigma, but breaking that whole side of my emotions and my feelings, like I'll just shove them down. I'll shove them down and I'll keep going. I'll shove them down and I'll keep going. I'll shove them down and I'll keep going. There's going to be a breaking point, you know? And at that breaking point, if you don't have a support system around you and you feel alone, that is, that is completely the wrong way of going about this whole situation we want to be able to have a support system so when you do i mean and say say you are someone who does shove stuff down shoves it i've done it 
a lot, you know, like when I lost my sister, that was like something that I did a lot. I was like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to be there for my little brother. I'm going to be there for my parents. I'm going to be there for even my friends. Right. So it was something where I was like, I'm just going to shove it down. I'm shoving down. Now I have a wife. Now I'm going to have a kid and I have to be more aware of my emotions and my feelings so I can actually be there for them, you know, in this thing that we call life. Cause life is hard, you know? So kind of break it into the research study. Okay. So the researchers, they, they basically argued the societal understanding of depression, um, that depression has primarily been based on women's experiences leading to a lack of recognition and appropriate interventions for men. The study highlights that men may experience depression differently from women, manifesting symptoms that are more externalizing in nature, so outside, right? One of the key findings in the study is the importance of early intervention. So intervention early on, very important. Men tend to delay seeking help for their mental health concerns due to various factors, including social stigma, traditional masculine ideals that emphasize self-reliance, and a lack of awareness about available resources. The researchers emphasize the need for targeted interventions and public health campaigns that specifically address men's mental issues, aiming to promote early help-seeking and reduce the burden of undiagnosed and untreated depression, right? So basically, destigmatize mental health. We got that. Like that is the main thing, destigmatize mental health. And what I'm trying to say is most men look at mental health as being soft, being weak. I even get that in my sports psychology business. Guys will, good athletes will come in here and they'll be like, dude, I thought it was, I thought it was soft to come and talk in here. You know, I thought it was soft to open up. I thought it was soft to admit that I am weak, admit that I I have, I have something that I need to get better at, my weaknesses, my flaws. So like even me, when I work with athletes, the very first thing that I will do is I'll set them down and I'll, I'll do this thing. And basically we have to admit our weaknesses. And for a lot of men, that's, that's kind of hard for others. It is pretty easy all, all in between, but most people don't want other people to know what their weaknesses are, you mm-hmm. know? Totally. And Biggest takeaway from this from this research study, in my opinion, is that we need to destigmatize this thing that we call mental health, and because mental health is really important. If you don't have your mental health right, everything in your life can get flipped upside down. You know. Yeah. And, and back to that other, the first research study, having a support system is huge. Mm-hmm. And your emotions and your feelings, they are real things, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to talk about them more. Men need to talk about them more. Mm-hmm. They don't have to talk about them all the time. They don't have to talk about them. It's, it's a specific place and a specific time that you handle it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like you handle everything else in your life, handle it in a specific place with a specific individual. Right? And it could be multiple individuals, but as long as you have that place to where you can handle everything else in your life. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, you see, you, <clears throat> you see some guys, they'll, last stuff on social media and kind of just they don't know how to like you know just share their feelings with a close friend and they think oh let me just put whatever out on social media and just that's how i'll get my release you know venting venting which Mm -hmm. i mean venting's great you also gotta you know vent with the right dudes yeah with the right people right place right place 
in the right time. Exactly. You know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a weak thing. Mm-mm. Like strong men do this. Yeah. Um, I mean, like there was times when I was growing up when I thought exactly the same thing. Like, oh, sharing what's on my mind or what's on my heart about my struggles is weak. But once I actually did, I realized, oh, I have a lot of the same issues as other dudes that I'm really tight with. Yeah. And once you're able to get all that stuff out, it's this, there's this release, you know, mentally where you're able to actually kind of have this realization that, oh, we're all going through this. Yeah. Oh, we can lean on each other. Okay. Um, I don't feel as lonely and isolated. Well, I would say, I would say getting, getting that release that you're talking about. So opening up, right. Mm. Opening up. If you open up to your weaknesses, if you open up to things that you struggle with, what does that create an opportunity for? It creates an opportunity for, well, I would say for growth. Yeah. For you to get better, for you to look at those things and be like, this is something that I can work on. This is something, and no matter how bad you have it, right? Like there, there is, there, bad things happen, you know, Mm. and things happen in your life that are going to be bad. Mm. So being like ready and okay with stuff like that, like you have to, you have to be like, I'm saying again, you deal with them in the right place at the right time. And it's all about growth. So if there's something that you are struggling with, that's an opportunity to handle it, to deal with it in the right place at the right time. Mm. You know? Yeah. And by handling it, we're talking about like Brock and I, we're really close. So if I come to Brock with something, um, chances are he's able to relate very well. Yeah, what was the first thing you said when you walked in the door? Yeah, uh, my day's weird. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, thinking, about I'm thinking about money. Yeah. How many guys think about money? Everyone, I think about money. Everyone thinks about money, mm-hmm. right? It's a struggle, absolutely. But being able to confide in someone and talk to someone about it and then go and do it after, you're like, okay, this is what's on my mind. This is on my mind, okay, so now let's think of different ways different things that we can do solution focused therapy right trying to think okay what can i do to get more money if if money is an issue like let's figure it out you Mm -hmm. know if you don't admit that and you just let it eat you like money money is fleeting it's there and it's gone and it's there and it's gone and it's there and it's gone right Mm. money is a big thing for a lot of men right yeah yeah providing right okay let's not get into that whole thing but for that research study Again, um, male depression and suicide, it is extremely high, extremely high. It's like in the United States, it's right around 70%, 70% of males that commit suicide Mm. as opposed to 30% of females. And if you take the whole world, it's, it bumps it up to 80%, right? So that's all I'm saying for that. We need to make that more important, right? Mm. Okay, so the next research study, what is the next research study? It is Fatherhood and Mental Health, a a systematic review conducted by Dr. Daniel Singley. Yeah, I can pronounce his last name. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Singley. All right, sweet. So Fatherhood and Mental Health. This one I wanted to throw in there, which is kind of cool, because I am about to be a father. and then I have a lot of athletes. I have a lot of people and a lot of men in my life who are fathers. Um, 
this research study is basically just saying how good fatherhood is actually for you and for your mental health and for the fathers who are struggling out there right now saying or maybe struggling being a father um how important it is for the longevity of your life Mm. and it's actually really good like I'll, i'll read the research study so the review found that involved fatherhood has positive effects on men's mental health engaging actively in fatherhood roles such as being emotionally available providing care and participating in parenting activities was associated with better mental health outcomes for men the study highlighted several areas and these areas are increased sense of purpose and fulfillment improved psychological well-being enhanced emotional well-being and increased social support okay um like i said basically what this research study did is they they researched fathers and their mental health and how it affected them and they found that if you are a father all the things that you do while being an active father not being like a passive father exactly so being an active father how good that actually is on your mental health and your well-being over your lifespan right so cool cool it's not a research study it's a uh what was it a systematic review right so this was a little bit different um but i wanted to throw that in there i just thought it was kind of interesting you could definitely call it a research study yeah yeah i mean it's not the same as like an actual like a longitudinal study or sure yeah just a little bit different it is pretty cool watching so my brother just uh he got married a couple years ago and he just had his first kid last november but it's been an absolute joy just to see how he's and he's my younger brother just to see how he's grown as a man and he's only like 27 yeah he's acting like you know he's a happy married father of 40 you know like you know four kids and he's 40 years old or something like that but he's exuding a lot of what this um of what this review is talking about you know he yeah fatherhood fatherhood is fatherhood's huge especially on men's mental health Mm -hmm. i get to see videos of him and he's playing with his son you know in that little uh chair roll thingy that goes around the the house and he's he's like he's on cloud nine yeah no so really good on your mental health if you uh have any kids and you're struggling with your kids right now um just know that it actually you know i mean you do know that there are times that are really really good and those times are those times are awesome and then like the research study was saying over time your brain your brain reacts really well to fatherhood Okay, so mm-hmm. just stick with it. Mm-hmm. You're doing great, Dad. <laughs> okay, what's the final research study? All right. It is Harvard Study of Adult Development. It's the longest longitud- longitudinal study by Harvard. It's commonly referred to as the Grant Study. The study began in 1938 as a research project, and that was led by George Violent. Nice. Okay, so this study is actually really cool. Um, Obviously started in 1938, and that makes it, what, over 80 years? Over 80 years. Yeah, got you. So it makes it the longest running study in history, and it's still going. Um, Really, really cool study that Harvard did and is still doing. They basically found that community, that having community is the number one uh, key aspect to having happiness or mm-hmm. finding joy in your life. It's not your career. It's not your job. It's not, it's not 
whatever you're doing, um, it has to do with your community, the people who are around you. And you think about that as you get older, like your community gets smaller and smaller. Um, so as we get older, trying to trying to think, take from this study is build a community around you, build good, strong relationships around you. And the whole aspect of what I'm getting out of today when it comes to men's mental health, community should probably be one of the biggest words that you take away from today. Community, right? That means the people that you surround yourself with. It doesn't have to just be men, right? The community that you found or that you surround yourself with, okay? That's huge. And I'll kind of give you a little info on the study, but um, they took 260, they initially, like I said, it's a really long study. Initially, it's different now, but initially they took 268 male Harvard students and put them in a control group of men um, from disadvantaged disadvantaged backgrounds in Boston. The participants were extensively followed and assessed throughout their lives with collected data through various methods, including interviews, medical examinations, questionnaires, and more recently, brain scans. The primary aim of the study was to examine the factors that contribute to a healthy and fulfilling life across different domains, including physical health, mental well-being, relationships, career satisfaction, and overall life satisfaction. Um, they've investigated various aspects of participants' lives, such as their childhood experiences, education, work, marriage, parenting, and retirement. So they found that valuable, they found valuable insights into factors that contrib- or contributed to happiness, success, and overall longevity. Um, close connections, social connections, and supportive marriages and promoting well-being and overall life satisfaction. So you guys kind of get the gist of that. So they they took a it's a really really cool study. Um and like I said, the main thing that they found is emphasizing the importance of community, social connections and fostering resilience and happiness across one's lifespan. So like that final study, if you want to be happy, happiness comes from community and that's the most basic form that i can say from that that study i really i really enjoy that study it's a really cool study that is pretty cool it's well said yeah no and it's a really long study (laughs) mm. yeah so yeah like brock said it all comes down to community it comes down to ironing sharpening iron yeah which basically means men confiding in each other in that community to get better and to grow. Yep. Yep. Men use men to uh, get better, you know, mm-hmm. responsible men, create yeah. responsible men. I lean on you for yeah. a lot of, a lot of things in my life. Absolutely brother. Yeah. So, and if you guys, I know I brought up or he brought up off the grid quite a bit um, off the grid exactly is this and this is something that i feel really passionate about and this is something that i do outside of my my sports psychology stuff um but this is something something that i'm really really proud of and i want to create this space for men and i i want to create a community for men and if you don't know what off the grid is go and check out the instagram page that's off the grid therapy at off the grid therapy okay so that was P and B, performance and brain. And we went over four research studies. If you guys enjoyed the session today, I would appreciate it if you gave us a like or a review 
that would be really helpful. Um, and if you have any questions, like that Grace said before, you can email those in. Brock at offthewalltherapy.com. Awesome. Alrighty, you guys. I really appreciate you. Yep, I appreciate you guys. We'll see you later. Have a great day.